Friend, please help Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry by supporting the cost to produce Spirit-Filled Radio and Podcast for this current fiscal year. You can become a partner with Spirit-Filled Hearts by donating monthly. Your contributions make a difference in the lives of all those who listen to our radio shows and podcasts. Thank you for your support. Go to spiritfilledhearts.org and click on the donate button. That's spiritfilledhearts.org. Ave Maria Radio and Renewal Ministries presents Fire on the Earth, a compelling look at the new evangelization through inspiring teachings, interviews, and testimonies. Welcome, friends. This is Peter Herbeck. We're going to talk today and celebrate All Souls Day. Yesterday was the Solemnity of All Saints Day, and we remember, we commemorate, we rejoice in, we talk to those brothers and sisters that have made it all the way home by the grace of God to the throne room of the King and are now living fully in what they were made for. And so today, remember all those who have died who may not be there yet. You know, the church is very clear. There's two ultimate destinies that the human race stands before, either heaven itself, living with God forever, or hell, eternal separation from God. But the church understands, and from various scriptural passages and other things, the church has always prayed for those who have died because some may not die, According to Scripture, describes it as saying, without holiness, without being made holy, fully holy, no man, no woman can see God. Jesus is totally committed to bringing all of those who have confessed his name and who died in believing and loving the Lord to bring them into the Father's house. But he's going to bring them perfected because no one can see the face of God and live who's not holy. And we die in a state of spiritual imperfection. But Jesus completes the work that he began in us, and he will present us perfect to the Father. He is going to give to the Father. It's such a beautiful thing, friends. Think about this. You know, you, you were made, I was made to live forever in relationship with God and to have within us a capacity, a purity, a wholeness, an integrity and a grace to be able to live in the presence of God and to receive what he gives us and to respond to him in love and have our desires ordered rightly, to have our loves ordered rightly, to have a kind of interior unity and our hearts and our whole being, mind, soul, will aligned with God and God's purposes. We can't make that happen on our own. It's something that Jesus accomplishes in us. Those who die in him, he, he brings to the Father. And he purifies us along the way. And so the church has always understood that. And we can pray for those who have died, who may not be in the right state to enter immediately into the presence of God the Father, but they're on the way. And because we're one body, with everyone who's baptized into Christ, we are one body. And he's the head. And so we're united to them. And there's no chance, I mean, their, their decision for the Lord has already been made. It's not as if they're making a decision there in that state of purification, whether they want to go one way or the other. That decision was made before they died, right? When we die, we die once. And we've made our decision. We've exercised our freedom. We've said yes or no to God, or we've been in a lukewarm place. This is why the church lives with such urgency and why her fundamental mission in the world is to bring clarity, to bring the good news about Jesus and what God the Father accomplished in Jesus the new creation that's being offered to a dying race of people, a whole new way of life, the 
There's no name, as St. Peter said in the Acts of the Apostles, no name under heaven and earth other than the name of Jesus Christ by which a human being can be saved. Why? Because there's no other human being that's ever walked the earth that is the God-man that could make a perfect offering and sacrifice to God and has within himself, as Jesus described, the power to raise people from the dead and to give eternal life to all those whom he chooses to give it. And he wants to give it to whoever responds to him. So the church sees this perspective and with great urgency, she proclaims the gospel and and models so imperfectly weak and broken people. And we talked yesterday about the saints. Thanks be to God for the saints who did in this life reach a level of holiness and perfection by the grace of God. And they're cooperating with the grace of God that confirmed everything Jesus taught us about how it is that we can live even on this earth. If we yield to him, abide in him, believe in him, give everything to him, put him in first place. So today we're remembering those brothers and sisters who died. They died in the Lord, but they're also in this process of purification. And we pray and we say yes to it. We pray for them. And that's a good thing because we're united to them. So one of the readings from today is Romans chapter six, another beautiful passage. I want to touch on this and then Jesus's words from the gospel. He says, brothers and sisters, are you unaware that we who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? It's a good question. Have you ever thought about that? Do you realize that when you were baptized, what happened was you were baptized, you were plunged into the death of Jesus. Hmm. Let's listen to what Paul says then. He goes on. We were indeed buried with him through baptism into death so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might live in newness of life. I love the way Paul describes some of this stuff. It's so, it's so amazing. We were indeed buried. Okay, what is that? The old man, uh, the part of Peter Herbeck that says, my will be done, anger, bitterness, lust, jealousy, all the stuff that Jesus told us is in the human heart. It's in me. That old man was buried with Christ, and we died the death we were meant to die. Like, sin produces death. Sin separates us from God. What is death ultimately? Sin in us, defining us, necessarily separates us from God who is holy, because God who is holy cannot be united to what is unholy. This is the sin problem. And this produces both the natural death, but also the eternal death problem. Jesus came to deal with this. This is important for us to see, friends. Jesus didn't come to fix this world or just to fix the world. Jesus came to deal with the most significant thing that was happening on the earth in this battle that we're in. That is the to deal with the sin problem that's producing the death problem, the rebellion against God that results in eternal separation from God enemies of God, Scripture describes it as. Jesus came to make enemies of God into children of God. This is God's love. This is God's initiative for our Father, you know, for God so loved the world, right? We know that passage. I quote it many times on the show. So Paul is saying that you were buried, that old man that insisted on its own way, that was under the dominion of the world of flesh and the devil, was put to death. And you were sharing in Christ's death to sin. He destroyed sin's power. So being united to Jesus, Paul tells us another place, Jesus on the cross, he disarmed the principalities and powers. 
and made a public show of them. The devil thought he had a victory over Jesus on the cross. He did the one thing he never should have done. He shed the blood of Christ, the precious, precious blood of Jesus that cleanses human beings who say yes to him from sin. Jesus said, Father, anyone who opens their heart, I want them to be united to my offering. I want them to be united to the perfect offering I'm making with you. I will wash them clean and I will give them my Holy Spirit and they will become born again and they will become children of God. Wow. So this is what Paul's talking about here. We were indeed buried with him through baptism into death so that just as Christ was raised from the dead. Now, think about this. Just as Christ was raised from the dead, so you will be raised from the dead. And how will that happen? By the glory of the Father, Paul is saying here. The renown, the majesty, the power, the breathtaking, it's just hard to describe the glory of God, the Father, the Creator. And that glory is in his Son, Jesus, from all eternity, the second person of the Trinity. And that glory is united to human flesh in Jesus who passes from death to life and takes that flesh into glory. We can't think about this enough, friends. What Jesus did, and this is the most amazing thing that has ever happened. Nothing compares to it. And Jesus is literally beginning, friends, a new creation, a new reality, a new humanity, a humanity that fell from glory that can now be raised to glory. And how does Jesus raise us from the dead? We're going to be raised just like Jesus was through the glory of the Father that's breathed into us so that we might live, like Jesus, Paul says, we might live in newness of life. Christianity, friends, is a new life. It's not just a set of commands. It's not just a, it's not a moral system or just a philosophical system or something like that. It's not just a call to go perfect yourself or get the best out of yourself. It's literally God acting to save a race of people who cannot save themselves. And saving means not just accomplishing deeds on this earth, but saving means becoming a new creation, crossing over into something, into a new existence that you can't produce. Wall Street can't produce it. Hollywood can't produce it. Silicon Valley can't produce it. Nobody can produce it. It flows from one person. It's Jesus Christ. That's it. And the church knows that. And the church is animated and made alive by it, by God's mercy. Yes, weak and broken people, God has animated and we're sent into the world to bring this great treasure. It's overwhelming what he's done for us. You're destined for glory. That's good news. And so are those saints who've died in Christ, but who are in this purification process. The purification is so they can enter fully into glory. And the Lord Jesus is going to complete it. He goes on to say, Go down, I'm going to go down to the uh, Jesus' words in the gospel today, John chapter 6. So beautiful. Everything that the Father gives me will come to me, and I will not reject anyone who comes to me. Isn't that beautiful? Friends, let's come to Jesus every day. Anyone who comes to Jesus will not be rejected. The devil wants to tell everybody, well, you've done just enough to make it impossible for you to draw near to Jesus. You've made enough mistakes, you've fallen into enough slop and sin in your life, and he just doesn't want to be that close to you. Things like this. This is, this is the constant battle, the enemy, the lies he tries to give us. 
I will not reject anyone who comes to me because I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of the one who sent me. This whole work of salvation and redemption began in the heart of a loving father. It's God the Father who originated this. God is love. And the Father sent the Son. You see how clear Jesus is about his mission? I came down from heaven. He's the first missionary, but not to do my own will. So here's what, as we think about the solemnity of saints and we think about all souls, we're praying for them. This is the claim you should make, I should make, we each should make for our lives. Why am I here? He came down from heaven, but I was made by God for what? To do not my own will, but to do the will of him who sent me. Everyone baptized into Jesus is a sent one. We've been sent by the Lord. He goes on, and this is the will of the one who sent me, that I should not lose anything of what he gave me, but that I should raise it on the last day. No one else can raise us from the dead except Jesus. No other religious leader. He goes on, for this is the will of my Father, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have eternal life, and I shall raise him up on the last day. What does the Father desire for you? I don't care where you are, what kind of sin you're in, what kind of broken situation you're in. Friends, this is going to be over. This life in this world for you and me is going to be over in the twinkling of an eye. What we have to do is not fix our gaze on the hole that we're in, but lift up your eyes to the heavens. For this is the will of your Father, that if you see Jesus and you believe in him, you will receive eternal life. The Father wants you with him forever. This is the heart of what the saints understood. And this is why they let go of everything else. And they trusted the Lord and their God was a big God, big enough to purify them and teach them how to love and to align their loves according to the Lord's purpose. Friends, listen to the words of Jesus. Take them into your heart. Believe it. He's going to raise you if you follow in his footsteps to taste the glory of God forever. God bless you. Each program of Fire on the Earth with Peter Herbeck can be downloaded at AveMariaRadio.net and RenewalMinistries.net. Fire on the Earth is a production of Ave Maria Radio. You're listening to Spirit-Filled Radio. Please join others who are listening and become a partner donor. Your donation can help ensure the continuation of great Catholic content that aims to encourage you and provide the good Catholic teaching and spirituality that is so needed today. Spirit-Filled Radio is part of Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry, which is a 501c3 ministry, and your donations are tax-deductible. Please visit our website at spiritfilledradio.org and click on the Donate button and join many others who believe in our mission to bring the good news of Jesus Christ to the ends of the earth. That's spiritfilledradio.org and click the Donate button. Thank you so much for your prayers and generosity. St. Joseph plays a huge role in our church. The St. Joseph Summit will equip you with an increased love and understanding of his role within our spiritual walk. You will develop a rich encounter with this saint who protects us, our families, and Holy Mother Church. Get your own access to the St. Joseph Summit or give it as a gift by going to stjosephsummit.com. That's stjosephsummit.com.
Ave Maria Radio and Renewal Ministries presents Fire on the Earth, a compelling look at the new evangelization through inspiring teachings, interviews, and testimonies. Welcome, friends. This is Peter Herbeck, your host. We're going to take up the words of the Lord Jesus today from the gospel. Strong call to help us understand what it means to become his disciple. But before I do, I just want to encourage you to, if you didn't have a chance to tune in the programs yet this week, uh, we've had some very good programs celebrating All Saints Day and All Souls Day. You can access those at our website at renewalministries.net. You can uh, just, I encourage you to browse the website there. There's a lot of good free stuff there to help strengthen the brethren, really, in these days. We're all living through very challenging times, and I think the Lord's given us a lot. Ralph Martin, Sister Ann Shields, myself, and our team, things to really encourage and strengthen all those who are listening. So if you don't want to do that, I encourage you to download our app, the Renewal Ministries app from the App Store, and that will give you access to all the programs we're producing, and at your convenience, you can listen to them, watch them uh, whenever you want to, and then also the Ave Maria app, of course, is this wonderful programming that's here on this radio network. So blessed be God for that. And if uh, you're watching our YouTube videos, which has gotten quite a following over the last number of months, I encourage you to tell your friends about them, subscribe uh, to the to the videos, and um, and continue to pray for us, because it really does, it's such a crucial and critical time for all of us, and we really do rely on and need the prayers of others that we stay close to the heart of Jesus, and that he feed us, and that we continue to trust radically in him. And we do feel the prayers of brothers and sisters. We do feel like we're part of a communion of brothers and sisters who are really engaging the Lord in these challenging days. And he wants us to live with faith, hope, and love, and be careful about getting getting drawn into the, the vortex of discouragement, of bitterness and anger and division that's in the culture. And it's in the church as well. So we have to be careful and lift our eyes to the heavens and really trust in him. So today, Jesus gives us some very clear teaching uh, as he defines what it means to be a disciple. And we come to the Lord on his terms. I think one of the things that is clearly a weakness in the church today is there's, there's this kind of Laodicean lukewarmness and many people were more attached to the world and the patterns of the world, the thinking of this world, and were more concerned about the opinions of men and being accepted by the world. And we kind of live, as Father Michael Scanlon used to say, we, we seek to live in the twilight, not fully in the light, not fully in the dark, but we keep at least a toe in the light and we stay connected to the world and we have not yet come to the point that we've heard the words of Jesus, that what he's laid down as, you might say, the criteria for what it means to become one of his followers, what he expects from us, what it means to become a disciple. So he's going to touch on that in today's gospel. This is taken from Luke chapter 14, verses 25 and following. Great crowds were traveling with Jesus, and he turned and he addressed them. So already there's great crowds, they're gathering around him. He's creating quite a following. His preaching is with authority. It's kind of stunning. He's taking on the the religious leaders. He's exposing their hypocrisy. That always gets people stirred up. You know, think, wow, who is this guy? You know, he's performing signs and wonders to confirm his preaching. People are getting healed. People are being raised from the dead. Things like this happen. So quite a crowd is following. And they said, let's follow this guy. And Jesus knows it. And he's about to help them understand what it means to become a follower what it means to become a disciple. 
Again, great crowds were traveling with Jesus, and he turned and addressed them. If anyone comes to me without hating his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Wow. That sounds extreme. Is it hyperbolic? I mean, does he mean it? Hate my father, my mother, my wife, my children, my brothers and sisters, even my own life? What is he saying? What he's saying is essentially this. To hate myself in this context of what Jesus is talking about is not to say, I'm a bad guy, I don't like myself. It's to say, no, that is to have the right kind of relationship with myself and others such that none of us, neither myself nor the others I love, are put before the will of God and the love of God. What has to come first, Jesus is saying, in the life of any follower of Jesus is the Lord himself. And all he's doing is he's concretizing and expressing what it means to put the love of God in the first place, to put the first thing in the first place. And he does this not because God is insecure and God needs us, he's coercing us into paying attention to him or something. No, you were made first and foremost to be in relationship with God. And you're made to love God who made you. And in that loving of God, you're going to find the absolute fulfillment of your life and it will spill out of your heart and you'll see your neighbor differently. You've got to put first things first. Jesus is Lord. God the Father is your creator. Jesus said, I came into this world to do the will of my Father. His will is my very food, Jesus said. And he, he proved that all the way to the end, even on the cross. When he said, and I've said this so many times in the program because it's such a beautiful passage, John 14, where Jesus reminded the apostles what he was about to encounter, what he was about to enter into. And his death on the cross, he said, look, the devil's not driving me there, essentially saying the devil's not in control. Pilate's not in control. Nobody has a hold on my life. I am free, Jesus said. And what's going to happen is I'm going to go to the cross and say yes to the cross because I, freely choosing, I want to show you and I want to express to my Father that I do all that the Father commands me to do. And the Father's command has led me here to the cross. And this cross is the instrument of salvation for all those my Father has created and desires to have with him in heaven forever. So this is what Jesus lived, and to be a disciple means, and as Jesus expressed there, he humbled himself, becoming obedient. What Jesus is expressing here is he's getting after what's in the heart, the pride, the me-first stuff that's in all of us. And it's what's killing us spiritually, you know? Those who are not united to Jesus said, if anyone comes to me, so what he's saying, these people are following Jesus, the crowd. And he said, I just want you to know if you're coming to me to come after me, to be a disciple, let me clarify for you. What are the terms of discipleship? A disciple is a learner, is a follower of a teacher and who's teaching and leading in a whole way of life. And Jesus said, if you're going to come after me, here's what you have to be able to do. And so he's saying, you cannot put anything first before your relationship with me. If you do, if you put your father, or if you put your spouse, or if you put your child ahead of me, you cannot be my disciple. 
Not long ago, I heard a mother, a Catholic mother, say whose son came out as homosexual, and the son was engaged in a homosexual relationship and said, this is who I am, and this relationship is valid, and the relationship is good and all that. And the mother, who was a lifelong Catholic, said, okay, this is the line in the sand. I love my son, and I'm going to affirm in my son who he says that he is, and I'm going to celebrate it. And if God doesn't like it, there's nothing I can do about that, because I'm not going to not love my son the way he will experience being loved. Now, that applies directly to this passage. If anyone comes to me without hating his son, her son, cannot be my disciple. Now, be careful that word of hate. I just explained it to you. What Jesus is saying, it is really bad spiritually, both for the child and for the mother, to put the child in the child's behavior that's displeasing to God, the behavior, not the child, the behavior, to put that ahead of the will of the Lord. Because you see, friends, if you do that, if I do that, I love something more than God. I'm misaligned with God's purpose and my fundamental purpose in life. And it's going to lead me to exalt something at a level that only God is meant to be exalted in my life. And that's going to damage me. It's going to affect me. It's going to distort me. It's going to keep me enslaved and manipulated by the world of flesh and the devil. Jesus goes on. He said, whoever does not carry his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Carrying the cross. That is walking in the will of God. In this world, friends, to be radically yielded to Jesus, to bring your life under his lordship, to make it your aim to please him, this will cost you in this world. There will be rewards that the world loves to give out that you may never gain in this world. You may not get the fame, the recognition, the success, the comfort the rewards, all of it, that the flesh really wants. We all want to be recognized. We all want to be honored. We all want to be thought significant. We all want to, you know, be with the beautiful people. I mean, just think about how much, how consumed human beings are, Americans are. We are with looking at the lives of super successful people. That is super successful as defined by the world. The rich, the powerful, the beautiful, you know, the celebrities, whatever. And so, gee, I wish I had that. Wow, just, gee, you know, being united to them, being in that circle, wouldn't that be something? And people aspire to it all the time. And Jesus is saying here, if you're not willing to carry your cross and come after me, that is, you're actually following me. And in this world, the commandments, the pattern of life, the priorities that Jesus's followers are learning from him are not valued by the world often rejected by the world. And Jesus said, in this life you will have tribulation. Why? Because there's a power in this world that human beings get caught up in that is fixed on rejecting God and God's will. And it's a trap that human beings get caught up in. And with our eyes on other priorities, and if Jesus is saying like, the cross we're being meant to carry, as I mentioned the other day, Jesus said of himself, I came into this world to bear witness to the truth. Now, as a follower of Jesus, 
you're called to live and bear witness to the truth. So when the culture turns away from God and rejects the things of God and calls them evil, as Jesus described, when darkness is your light, how blind can you be? And that kind of thing is emerging more and more in our culture. And there's a demand from the powers that be that we confess things that are offensive to God as being goods, that we deny reality. We can't do that. We don't have to walk the streets and trumpet at all, but friends, part of the cross we're carrying is fidelity to Jesus, faithfulness on the narrow way. And it all looks overwhelming to us, but in a moment like this, that's difficult, there's a lot of grace available. And part of the grace is to see the temporal value, the limited value of these things that we're so afraid to let go of or to be marginalized by. We can't be seduced into living in fear of not having these things. This is a grace to see its grip on us. And Jesus wants to say, look, there's a power greater in you than you've yet discovered. If you've been baptized into Christ, I want to bring to you freedom over the dominion of these powers, which are going to lead you to trouble. Don't carry something that I'm not asking you to carry. That is the the weight of the world. I'm calling you to carry the cross the way Jesus himself did. And that cross is to do the will of God. And it's a cross that will purify. It's a cross through which he will use to save us. Blessed be God, friends. Let's walk as disciples of the Lord. Have a great day. Each program of Fire on the Earth with Peter Herbeck can be downloaded at AveMariaRadio.net and RenewalMinistries.net. Fire on the Earth is a production of Ave Maria Radio. Friends, I'd like to offer you my new booklet, Fear God and Give Him Glory. The scripture says the fear of God is a fountain of life. It's the beginning of wisdom. It's the source of delight and a much-needed grace for our time. For a free copy of Fear God and Give Him Glory, call 1-800-282-4789. That's 1-800-282-4789. Or go to renewalministries.net backslash FOE or subscribe to our podcast. It's the feeling you get when you see a familiar face in a crowd of strangers. It's the way the embrace of a loved one feels after a hard day. That feeling is comfort. And it's what we provide to families who turn to O'Connor Mortuary in their moment of need. More than just providing quality funeral service, we provide the necessary guidance and support to help Catholic families and people of all faiths and cultures process grief and heal their hearts. We are here to help every step of the way. For compassionate comforts in a time of loss, call O'Connor Mortuary in Laguna Hills. You can reach us at 949-581-4300. That's 949-581-4300. O'Connor Mortuary is a sponsor partner of Spirit-Filled Radio. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please consider supporting Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry with a one-time or monthly gift. Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. We are only funded by generous donors who believe in our mission to evangelize.